This episode was originally recorded in the end of 2022. Welcome back, everybody, to the Orange County Pharmacists Association podcast. My name is Dr. Mary No, and I am going to be hosting today's episode for our OCPHA podcast. Today, I have Dr. RJ Mendoza, who is also a co-resident of mine at VA San Diego Healthcare System down in La Jolla. Uh, So a little bit about Dr. Mendoza. He is a U.S. Army veteran who completed his Doctor of Pharmacy from the University of Colorado. He was the clinical supervisor of the Department of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgery at Dwight D. Eisenhower Army Medical Center in Fort Gordon, Georgia, and is now completing his PGY-1 pharmacy residency with me in San Diego. And with him, his clinical interests include pharmacogenomics, infectious diseases, HIV, and critical care. So I don't want to take too much time from RJ, but I would like to kind of pass it off to you to see if there is any Thing that you would like to add and maybe just tell me more about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good day, everyone. My name is Dr. RJ Mendoza. I was born and raised in the Philippines, but I immigrated to the United States in 2010. Like what Dr. No was saying, I served the U.S. Army for eight years as a dental supervisor. I was stationed in South Korea, North Carolina, Texas, and Georgia. And now I am a PGY-1 pharmacy resident at VA San Diego. I have a Bachelor's of Science in Pharmacy from the University of the Philippines, Manila, a Master's of Science in Health Sciences, major in Public Health from Trident University, and recently I completed my Doctor of Pharmacy from the University of Colorado last year. In my free time, I love to play tennis, watch Broadway musicals, and walk my dog named Bentley. So it's a pleasure being here with you all. Thanks, RJ. And I know um, we're going to try to keep things as professional, but also kind of keep things also casual since, I mean, you and I have known each other for quite some time ever since we started residency um, back at the end of June um, 2022. And so I know you definitely had a lot of months in service as well as also just having that drive to go into pharmacy school and get involved in like a lot of these interests that you have mentioned as well. And so I did want to know during your service, what made you decide to pursue pharmacy? Yeah, actually, my journey was a little bit non-traditional because when I was little, I wanted to be a doctor, but my parents didn't have the money to send me to medical school. So instead, I went to pharmacy school in the Philippines because it was more affordable. So I finished four years of pharmacy school over there. And then I also became a licensed pharmacist in the Philippines. But when I immigrated to the United States, I wanted to pursue being a pharmacist in the U.S., but I couldn't because my bachelor's degree was only four years. The U.S. equivalency requires at least five years of pharmacy school, so I couldn't do that. Also, uh, we didn't have the money to pay for pharmacy school here in the U.S. um, because to become a pharmacist nowadays, you need to have a doctor of pharmacy degree. So that's why I joined the military first so that I can have the GI Bill money to pay for school. So yeah, so and so my journey uh, of becoming a licensed pharmacist in the Philippines and then it took a I took a little bit of a detour and served the military first. And then I while serving, I started my doctor pharmacy at the University of Colorado. 
So I was a full-time student and a full-time active duty, but I was able to manage it. And then towards the end of my program, I had to leave the service because I couldn't do my API rotation. So I finished my contract in the military and then I completed my APIs, API rotation. So that's my journey. That's a really huge feat, RJ. I mean, I think like, honestly, you, you mentioned like there's, there's also like that financial barrier involved and that like, you know, when it came to like the journey to get to where you are now, I mean, yes, it is definitely considered like a non-traditional pathway and it's something that I highly commend you for. Um, I know it's something like when it comes to having to kind of devote time and service, having to kind of think about like different elements involved when it comes to like finances as well as just life also. And also being a full-time student too on top of it, it is a lot, it sounds like. But I'm very grateful. I have a uh, an excellent support system. My family, my professors, my mentors, so... Um, and my bosses and my supervisors. So I'm very fortunate to have them in my life. That's why I was able to make it work. So I'm very grateful for those opportunities. And your co-residents. We're all in this together too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Alrighty, RJ. Thanks for that. Um, so how has your experience during active duty and time as a pharmacist shape your professional skills? Yeah, it definitely helped me tremendously because... In the military, where we were trained to be organized and disciplined, so I kind of have that in me, and I, I tried my I try my best to practice discipline and that fortitude to pursue pharmacy residency. And having that experience definitely helped me because since I'm working in the VA hospital, I have firsthand experience of the care and support that a lot of the veterans need. So I can definitely relate to them on a more personal level. And I consider myself as an advocate for their needs. So I'm actually very blessed to be a part of um, an excellent organization. And I'm very fortunate to be working with veterans on a daily basis. So uh, I decided to pursue residency because I want to improve my clinical skills as well as my competencies. And I, so far, everything has has been great in my experience such that I am actually considering on early committing to our second year program in critical care so wish me luck <laughs> and I'm yeah and I, I'm super excited to see what's to come RJ like given like all the stuff that we have gone through in such a short amount of time and you know you mentioned having like that discipline that feeds into like the determination that you have like going into pharmacy, also going into residency is very, it's amazing. And just being able to kind of, you know, know from like your background as like a veteran yourself, also being able to kind of serve as like a patient advocate for them. Um, like now that you're on like the healthcare side of things, when it comes to providing excellent care for them, that's something that I think is truly like remarkable and it makes you stand out a lot, especially um, as a clinical pharmacist. And I mean, Really hoping for the best to see where things go when it comes to early commit. Because, I mean, we're all kind of waiting. It. Um, most of us at VA San Diego, I think we're kind of waiting to see what, what's to come <laughs> in the next couple of weeks or so. Because I know mid-year is just around the corner for us. Yeah, thank you, Mary. And good luck to you, too. I hope <laughs> you hear some favorable response soon. 
I hope so too. Um, and, and I know um, I kind of wanted to go back to um, just, you know, your residency, like preparations. I really wanted to kind of know what that transition was like, if you can kind of give me a little bit more background on it. Yeah, so I attribute all my experiences, not only from the military, but also from the University of the Philippines, where I completed my bachelor's in pharmacy, as well as the University of Colorado, because they both two institutions have helped me develop my my clinical skills as a pharmacist. So it was it was smooth in general, but there were definitely some challenges along the way. Uh, like for example, working as a supervisor in the U.S. Army, as well as uh, being a full time student, that was very hard to do. Um, fortunately, I I was able to practice on my time management skills. So that has helped me a lot. And I'm actually using my time management skills a lot in residency as well, because you definitely need to manage your time wisely and uh, definitely do the priorities first. And then, (laughs) yeah. And also, um, we still have a lot to learn. There's a lot of challenges still that we have to face like all the deadlines that's looming, our research in our Grand Rounds presentation. So I hope that I can use my experiences in the military and in pharmacy school to help me um, successfully pass my PGY-1. And I I honestly agree, RJ, when it comes to like the things that we still have. It's it's amazing how like, you know, you're we're both like fi- about 50% of the way through residency. It's amazing how time flies. Um, and so, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I can't believe it's almost Christmas. Um, so yeah, we're all, yeah, we're almost halfway through, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. hopefully by next year and come January, February, it'll be smooth sailing from then on. I hope that. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I know RJ, you, you brought up a good point about, you know, having to triage and like your, you know, priorities and also, you know, as a student, uh, and then as well as like your time in active duty, having to utilize those skills and taking initiative, um, also having to utilize leadership skills, as well as all the clinical skills and um, time management skills throughout the past few years has definitely helped you kind of set sail in traversing what's going through residency. And so I do want to see like, what would be your advice to current students and other new practitioners out there? Um, in regards to like really going into residency or really just going to like the future pharmacy career path? Yeah, absolutely. My advice to them is definitely do not lose sight of your goals and do everything in your power to achieve it. Sometimes you might have to take detours. Like, for example, you might have to serve the military to pay for school. But just remember that everything happens for a reason and there's always perfect timing for everything. Uh, Sometimes you know, if you apply for residency the first time, sometimes you might not make it even second time, but you never know just if it's really for you and if you really think the residency would benefit you. So definitely go for it. And if if residency is not for you, um, so just do what you're passionate and everything will fall right back in its like perfect place. So and yeah. if mm-hmm. yeah, so if there's also I just want to share to everyone like if there's nothing, there's no path towards your goals or there are some blocks, roadblocks along the way, 
definitely keep believing and keep working on your goals because the road to success is always under construction. And like what Abraham Lincoln said, the best way to predict predict the future is to create it. So definitely um, try to create that path if there's none that's laid out to you by your predecessors or someone before you. So that's why that's what I did. I did not give up on my dreams, even though it took me a while to get here. But I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate in that I had a lot of experiences and opportunities that has, that has helped me. And I am looking forward to paying it forward to other people in return, especially our, the students and new practitioners like me. I love that analogy that you brought up, RJ, you know, with like how when it comes to like when it comes to like a road that hasn't been like laid out yet, like, you know, you mentioned the road, like always in construction, you know, kind of building your own path and also being able to kind of, you know, know, know that like there's not a specific timing that you need to get to a certain point in your life having to, you know, it's okay to not pursue residency. It can it could be something that you may pursue later on. And that's something that's okay. And that's something that I think you hit pretty well on in terms of like, you know, the advice that you've given. I think a lot of um, a lot of pharmacists out there, a lot of students out there who are still trying to kind of figure out their their path or their like end goal in pharmacy is, you know, I feel as though they, they'll definitely resonate resonate with that type of advice that you've given and you know hopefully when it comes to trying to find the find like their own path and finding their their niche that they want to accomplish I think is something that this hits it home yeah and that's why I just want to share my experience and I'm very thankful for uh, for you guys for inviting me and I hope that um, it can bring some insight to to the listeners thank you so much RJ and is there a way that people can reach out to you if they want to connect? Yeah, absolutely. I am on LinkedIn. Uh, it is under my complete name, RJ Edlix Mendoza. So just feel free to message me there and I'll try my best to reply when I get a chance. I'm not always on LinkedIn. And I do have some social media, but I'm my presence is not, uh, well, I'm not super active on social media, but I am active on LinkedIn. So if you're if you want to contact me, definitely search me on LinkedIn. All right. Thanks so much, RJ. And I mean, really excited to see what's to come into the like the second half of our residency and really just seeing where our career takes off from here. Yeah, I am excited too, Mary. And thank you once again for inviting me to be a part of this podcast. And I hope that Um, people get inspired by our conversation. I hope so too. Thanks so much, RJ. Um, This concludes our episode for uh, the OCPHA podcast for this session. And I hope you can listen in again very soon. 